0: Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Valentina Brega. Valentina worked with multiple seven-figure real estate companies to help them scale their businesses using virtual assistants. Um, She's hired and trained VAs as cold callers, bookkeepers, administrative assistants, and acquisition managers, um, and currently now runs HireTrainVA.com. So, Valentina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: It's a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
0: I am very excited. Um, would you go ahead and kind of tell our listeners your your background, you know, a bit about your story, about yourself, how you got started and, and how you got kind of where you are today?
1: Yeah, I would love to. So I, uh, I where do I start right from the beginning? So I am originally, I was originally born in Moldova. I'm not from uh, the U.S., you can probably tell I have an accent. Uh, And I moved to the States about almost four years ago. And so, you know, when we moved here, uh, I mentioned that in a different story, we moved here with just $400 in our pocket. We really are living the American dream. (laughs) And uh, uh, my husband, uh, me and uh, our one-year-old daughter at the time, uh, we moved here without having a job or a place to stay or a car or insurance or You know, we never rented a place in the States, so no one could give us an apartment to rent. It was just a a lot of uh, headache at the beginning. Um, But, you know, eventually, I I mean, I'm happy where we are right now. I found a job after one month of being in the States, uh, and it happened to be in a real estate investing company. And I was going to be the person to answer the phones, which to me was so exciting at the moment because I could work from home and I didn't need a car. But I, I we didn't have a car at the moment uh, at that time, so it was a it was such a blessing for me. And I was so hungry, uh, and I was so determined to do a good job and to hold on to to what I have, even though I had no previous experience in real estate whatsoever. And uh, probably because of that, I. I I had really good results I was promoted three months to a lead manager and then three months later to sales director so the company did really really well and it still is doing very well and I'm still very very close to everyone at that company so that's kind of how it got me got me started. Um, because a lot of uh, people saw the results that I'm having for Blackjack Real Estate, the company I used to work with before, they approached me and they said, hey, can you do the same thing for my team? Can, can you train my team on everything that you know? Can you help us get the same results that you're getting for this company? And I love the idea. I did a little bit of consulting, but uh, I just decided that, you know, what, what I know, I can teach others. Um, Because I'm not American myself. I know the mindset changes that I had to go through. I know the um, uh, different, it's a different culture. It's a different work environment. I know what I had to adapt to, right? So I understand virtual assistants very well. I believe there's a ton of talent worldwide, which is going to find it. So, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to find talent and I wanted that um, the companies that I work with to have the same results and the same success that I had with um, the company I was employed with. So that was, that that was how we got it started.
0: Yeah. And I mean, obviously you're, you're very ambitious and hardworking and, you know, kind of all of that uh, goes into this, you know, your fast growth as once you move to the U.S. I think that's uh, obviously like very impressive. I, I, I do think that the that you know your your particular skill of training people to placing them into these positions is I mean incredibly valuable maybe one of the most important skills because there's a whole lot of people out there that are you know trying to get their trying to get their businesses off the ground or maybe their business is is well established but they're you know c- continuing to grow and how do you how do you manage that right you've got a you've got a big bring people in and it's probably very close-minded to think I can only find people local to me or you know even even just in the U.S. like that's not there's a whole world full of talented people and Mm -hmm. you know kind of being able to to tap into that is is can only help you in terms of of growth and expansion Mm -hmm. of your business and I guess probably your mindset as well. Um, Mm -hmm. When you when you moved to the US and you know you got that first job, were you specifically looking into you know real estate companies or you were just trying to kind of get you know get a job? what was your, what was your thought process then?
1: That's a funny question because uh, that was so when I moved to the states, um, I had my own goal. I said every single day I will apply to three jobs. That was my goal for the day, right Send resumes. Uh, but I mean, be very, very particular, be very detail oriented when it comes to, just make it a perfect application, understand what they want and be, you know, and and try to see if I'm that person and show that, show my capabilities in a way that would look good for for that company, hiring company. So I have a degree in finance and I was looking to work at at banks, Uh, but because I didn't have a car at the moment, again, it's like, how would I commute? How would I go? So I saw this opportunity work from home in real estate, and even though it was my um, goal to apply to three jobs every day, I kept the tab open probably for a week. I did not have the courage to apply. I was applying to anything else but real estate. And the reason for that is because, I mean, it was the limiting belief for sure, but I was thinking, well, why would they take me? I have no experience in real estate, absolutely none. I had this limiting belief also that uh, I'm gonna be competing with Americans and they know what they're doing. They know the market. I am just gonna be a a, a small fish in this big pond. And I know, like, it was just such a limiting belief of mine. And now that I look back, obviously this this whole experience has changed me, uh, you know, increased my confidence as well. Uh, But yeah, that was, to answer your question, that was the last thing that that I applied to. And the only reason I applied, I was like, come on. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is they're going to say no. That's true. That's it. I'm going to meet my goal. You know, I need, I have to meet my goal of applying to three jobs. Uh, and so that's, you know, I was very surprised. I applied. I was very surprised when I got that phone call. And after the initial interview that I had with the CEO of the company, I knew exactly this is the place I wanted to be exactly like i went to my husband i said i don't care about any other jobs i'm not going to apply anywhere this is it that's what i want to be and why how i mean why it made such a big um, impact on me is the interview question um so the ceo his name is nate he asked me he connected with me human to human he wanted to know my story he wanted to know um you know, uh, my life or my my ambition, my motivation. Uh, He didn't really care about my experience. And I was so worried that, you know, I'm not going to be accepted at his job because of my experience. And he later told me, he said, you are hired because of your hunger, because of your ambition. Because if you did everything, you left everything behind, you started everything from scratch. Like if, If you did this, there's nothing that you can do. And that really, I don't know if he... Realizes how much those words impacted me and how much it boosted my confidence. And it's like, yeah, I I got it. I can do it. And I I deliver good results to the company.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I love that story, that point, because I think that's a tremendous mistake that gets made in like in lots of businesses and in a lot of corporate business, you know, corporate America, a lot of businesses, people are just they're trying to, you know, sort of fill a spot. Mm -hmm. And if you're, I like, I don't care if the person I'm hiring knows everything that needs to, you know, that needs Mm -hmm. to be done in that position. Because if they are hungry, they have a good work ethic, they can fit into the culture. They can learn the rest, right? Like someone who has that, I mean, you, you move to the US, you set a goal to make, have, you know, apply to three jobs a day. Most people don't do that. Most unemployed people don't in that already live in the US don't do that. And they stay unemployed for that reason. Like they don't put in the work that it takes to to make something like that happen. And so just, you know, right off the bat, you give that, you know, kind of aura of, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm here to work. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make things happen. And, mm-hmm. you, and you proved that. So it's like, I would much rather hire someone like you and, and almost create a job for them. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I meet some people that I'm like, I, I don't have a job for them, but I'm going to make one because I want them a part of the company. Like it, it's just, it, it, I just think that most people hire backwards. And, mm-hmm. and this is how it should be done. Like, this is the, the right way to do it. But most people hire with, you know, here's this job box. Now come see if you can fit into it. And it just doesn't, I don't think it works well. So um, I, I do. I really love that story about, you know, kind of that impression yeah. and, and what he said.
1: And if I may add something here as well, um, because I was treated that way, that's how I treated the company and and my work. So I spoke with uh, motivated sellers on the phone. And yes, we had a script and all that. But even to this day, uh, whenever I train virtual assistants, I say, I don't care about the script, you know, because every situation is different. Connect human to human just listen listen to the story listen to what's driving them just you you go so much further by building rapport actively listening be on the being on the seller side don't try to make a sale see if there's a see if we can help if we're if we're a good fit if not that's okay point them to a better option than by going with us but be transparent be honest just just I mean, all of us have, uh, issues. All of us have problems. All of us have bad days, have good days, just connect on that, on that humanity, yeah. you know? And I think that's what brought me a lot of success, um, is because people liked working with me and they liked, um, I, I listened, I really did listen. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, such good points, not just, I mean, re- really, truly in, in every aspect and, and, you know, we're, we're, you know, sort of, you were fortunate enough, I guess, fortunate for you and fortunate for the real estate world that kind of, that's where you, where you ended up. But, but it's true that this is true. If you're, you're cold calling to, to get sellers, you know, people to sell their house. It's also true. If I'm talking to an investor, it's true. If I'm talking to a broker, it's it's like yeah, coming in with a script, sure. Have an idea of what you want to talk about mm-hmm. because that's the point, right? That you're, you're not mm-hmm. just there to talk about anything, but you you do have to have a little bit of ability to adapt and and flow with that, and and find out what people need, what you know, what problem you're solving. So, um, I I yeah, I I just love that uh, aspect of what you said.
1: If anyone is hiring a call caller or uh, someone on the phone, uh, make sure they have two things: one, emotional intelligence, and ability to ask good questions. That's it. Emotional intelligence, connecting person to person, and then asking probing questions, asking good, smart questions to really understand what's driving, uh, what's motivating someone, and how we can help them. So maybe if th- this is a golden nugget. If anyone's looking, look for these two things. Yeah, that's right, what that's... we're looking for in the VAs we're uh, we're hiring.
0: Right, and, and that that's actually I kind of wanted to let. Why don't you first talk sort of two questions here? First, talk about just sort of let people know what your company does and everything just for, Mm -hmm. uh, as a general overview. But then I do want to circle back to what you were just talking about in, in that if you're looking for those people, how do you find them? Right. So, so first just give us an overview of, of, of what you do now, what your company is doing, and then um, maybe we can talk about, you know, how you find those people to, to, to place as VAs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So my company is called Hire Train VA and just like the name suggests, we hire and we train virtual assistants. So we keep it simple, keep it focused. That's what we do, you know, hiretrainva.com. And um, we are looking for virtual assistants all over the world. And just so you um, you know, just so you can picture it, we have so many applicants that want to work with us. We only accept 5%. So we reject 95% of the people that apply for various reasons. Uh, maybe their English is not good enough. Maybe they have a lot of red flags. Maybe they show bad attitude, or they worked a couple of months in a company, a couple of months in a, like in a different company. No, they don't have a steady work history and a good work history. So for whatever reason, we only work with about 5%. Those are 5% that we think are good for, for our clients, for investors. And then we present this 5% to, to our potential clients and they get to select who they like. So when we select a person, when we present the candidates, we show, um, we always test the VAs. We have a role play that we record so people can watch the role play so they know what that VA would sound like on the phone and what their level of English is. We can show their work uh, work experience, work history, uh, whether or not they speak Spanish or not, write English or Spanish as well. So that you get a lot of information and then you get to choose who you like to work with, who you think is a good fit. Of course, we'll make recommendations as well, but we don't want to limit people to just what we think is right for their business. We're giving them access to everyone. So like you select the person that fits best in your culture and in your company. So. And that's, so yeah, we do have a very thorough screening process. We also check personality. So we do have personality surveys um, that everybody has to take.
0: So aside from the personality surveys, and you're looking for these people that, you know, kind of, they're active listeners, they're asking good questions, that kind of thing. What I feel like it's a hard thing. Right, it's a. I think it's a hard thing, and and mm-hmm. if you're narrowing it down to five percent of the applicants, I feel like that's a hard thing to to really. I mean, that's a lot of screening, and mm-hmm. and probably from a. Uh, again, this goes back to what we were talking about before. Like, there's probably a lot of companies that would just kind of bring ever, anyone in, you know, try mm-hmm. them out, and and uh, I love that you're not you're not doing that, and you're really trying to preserve that, you know, call it culture or whatever that that level of, um, of quality in the virtual assistants that you place. What else, you know, kind of maybe walk us through some of what you're doing to to decide that they sort of meet the criteria, Mm -hmm. not even necessarily for the specific position, but just meet the criteria to be accepted in that 5%.
1: Right, I I love this question, I really do. So um, whenever we write an ad, we are very specific in who we're looking for, and we also include what our core values are. So we make it very clear that we are looking for people that embody these core values. If you are not meeting, if you're, you know, if you don't fit in this criteria, then you're probably not going to be a good fit for us. Our core values, they spell vibe. So it's V value, I integrity, B betterment and E extreme ownership. So value, you got to bring value. You, you want to be excellent. You want to bring good results. You, that. You know, if that's like, even when no one is watching, this is who you are as a person. That's core to you, right? So you bring value, integrity. Uh, well, that goes without saying, right? Being honest, being doing the right thing all the time, saying you know, doing what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, be betterment, personal and professional development. I love reading books. I like being better at what I do, and we want people who are just like that as well. And extreme ownership. Before you point fingers to, at, at anyone else. Look at yourself. Is there something else that I could have done? You're responsible for your own mistakes. you got to own your mistakes. you got to own your successes. And you don't need to be, you know, you don't need somebody to hold your hand. Uh, you, you you just own it. You own that department. You own your skill. So these are the values we're looking for. And we are being very specific about make, m- mentioning them, making sure we mention them in the, in the ad. Um, another thing that we do is... Uh, we give specific instructions on how virtual assistants should apply. So to apply, please send an email with the following subject line, please send us a voice recording and your resume. That's it, right? So whoever doesn't meet those requirements, I don't think they're detail oriented enough to be in this job or maybe they're just generically applying everywhere and they're not specifically looking to work with us. So we uh, we don't move forward with those candidates. And then those that do receive, um, those that do meet all the criteria will listen to their um, audio recording. What does their English sound like? Do they have a very thick accent? Um, do we understand what they're, what they're saying? And you can tell I have an accent as well. English is not my native language, right? So we're looking for people with minimal accent, or, but I've I've seen people that have, their English is way better than mine. I mean, they sound just like a native, you know, so. Uh, and they are from the philippines or from egypt and their their english is phenomenal so that is one thing that again we're looking at uh voice recording so that's another filter that we go through those that pass the voice recording then we they get um um, they receive an invitation to the first interview with us and then they have a second interview with us so it is it is like like a funnel if you think about it
0: yeah and i mean that that's a it's a more rigorous screening process than a lot of people go through in terms of hiring for their own companies. So, I mean, if just you, the, go ahead.
1: If you know the book, Who? the uh, the hire the, um, What's the full name? Uh, the A Method Hiring or Hiring A Personalities or A Type personality, something like that. But the, the, the name of the book is Who, W-H-O. And it goes, um, this is the method of how to hire people. And that's the, the method that we follow in our company it has three interviews. The first interview is very short, about 20 minutes, is just to um, separate the A players from the others, from B players and C players. So the A players are then invited to a second interview, which goes very much in depth of, why did you leave your previous job? Tell me about your metrics. Um, you know, we just really don't leave any stone unturned. What happened? Who you are as, Who are you as a person? And then the third interview is when we check references as well. So that's based on that book.
0: So, and, but you're hiring, you're hiring people to then place in other companies, right? You're so, I mean, you're, they're really going through, if they're going through, through three levels of screening with you, then there's another, you know, additional level or two of screening with, with whatever company they're going to get hired onto. I mean, that, that's, that's quite a bit of scrutiny. I think that's fantastic. I think it's, you know, it goes to that whole, um, uh, I think people say hire slowly, fire quickly, or, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, I think that, that really makes for you to have a successful track record as someone who's, you know, kind of placing these VAs with, with these different businesses. Um, What, so what's the, I know you and I have talked a little bit about this already, but maybe just for people to know kind of what's, what's the process. Like if, if I'm coming in and I want to hire VAs, you know, on the other side. So now I'm, I'm -hmm. the person looking for the VA. What's the process on that end?
1: It's um, very simple. Once we, once you decide to work with us, you will receive access to our dashboard where you can see all of the virtual assistants. You can see their work experience. You can watch their role play. You can watch the full interview, the second interview when we go really in depth. Um, so you can watch that whole interview just so you get a better understanding of the candidate. Mm-hmm. Once you like someone, you shortlist them directly on our, um, on our dashboard and we invite them to an interview. You just select the, time, the date and time that you would like to interview them and we will coordinate that with the VA. Uh, And, and that's it. So we don't even consider that an interview, it's more like a meet and greet. So uh, some people just, you know, they watch the interviews, and they say, I want to hire this person, I don't need a meet and greet, I want them to start on Monday, for instance, right. Uh, But Usually, we recommend for you to meet with your virtual assistant. See if there's good chemistry. We talk about all the expectations. Or we check again that they're not working for another company, making sure they have power backup, they have good na- uh, noise canceling headset. You know, they're all technically prepared. We do want the client to hear the VA say that. So you know, it's um, that we would like to have the meet and greet. Um, once you select a candidate that you like. Um, we, we will train them for one week. Uh, and even the people that have a ton of experience in cold calling, they, they, have, they give me comments like, I learned so much from the training with you. Because like I said, I love reading books. I like educating myself. I, I did the same position. I know exactly what kind of sellers they will be talking to. I know the objections. And I learned all of that through my own bruises and at the end, you know, it's like I I almost never got any objections, any pushback, because I understood how to ask questions in a way that connects with the seller and that diffuses that, um, that alarm or, you know, it's just they, they trust me, you know. So um, so I'm teaching the VAs the same thing. And even though they have a ton of experience and a good track record, they, they still say, I learned so much from the trading with you. And so we highly recommend that everybody goes through the training. And then, uh, oh, go ahead.
0: Uh, no, I keep, if there's more, there, I, have, I have lots of questions, but I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, you.
1: <laughs> No, just, there's just like oh, one more thing. So like, you know, people say, people say, oh, but it's just one week training. No, it's not, because that's one week training of theory. Then once they onboard with you, we will still be working with IVA for 30 days. So they are working, bringing you money or making you money, bringing you leads, and we will analyze their calls. We will uh, track their reports to make sure they're hitting the number of leads they're supposed to, uh, you know, we'll hold their hand, make sure it's a smooth integration for you and for
0: them. So, yeah. You're are most of the VAs that you're hiring f- for cold calling. I know, I know you do other things, but do you <laughs> feel like that's the most kind of maybe common position or mo- I guess maybe most wanted or needed uh type of va that people are using
1: yes it is it really is i thought it was going to be more like a follow-up specialist more like a lead intake person you know answering inbound calls yeah. uh, that's the position i had when i was with um with a real estate company but no it turns out it's uh, call calling people want call callers and good ones
0: yeah i mean yeah it'd be an incredibly important position to fill what do you, so this is, this is truly a me question because uh, I think that uh, this is something I struggle with like in terms of, and we've talked about it before too, but just like, how do you talk to business owners when they're trying to, to think about growth and bringing in VAs? What if, like I said, this is, a, this is me, like what if you don't know where you should bring them in? Is that, is that something that, you know, you can help uh business owners with in terms of maybe some guidance like hey tell me what you're doing this might be what you need is is that is that a or are you just like no you need to have your own you need to have an idea of what you want I think it's just because I know I've definitely heard and talked to other people that are sort of in the beginning stages of their business that are like I know I need help I just don't know
1: what I need help
0: in and who like how to make that happen so do you? Do you help with that side of things too?
1: Yes, I do. And it's funny that you ask me because this is the question that I get asked most often. Like, I don't know what I don't know. I know I need help. I'm swamped, but I don't know what to delegate. And I don't trust that everybody will do, that anyone will do the job as as well as I can do it, right? So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of limiting beliefs. And just this week I had a coaching call with a real estate agent and, uh, for, for a, a mastermind. And we did this exercise. How do we know when to delegate? I could tell you right now, I could tell you, hey, you could have a call caller do, um, or you could have a VA do cold calling for you, uh, doing follow-ups, getting email addresses, and then sending out emails, right? Have an active email campaign. Uh, They can do administrative tasks, take care of your social media. I could list everything that a VA can do per department, but it doesn't mean that's what your business needs. So we are having this exercise, it's called delegate and elevate. And it's pretty simple. If you read the book traction, Oh, actually, I have it right here. This is a a book that, you know, how to organize your business. And this is my go-to book. Every time, like, you know, I have a question, I, I keep it close. So, there's this exercise, delegate and elevate. And basically, what it does is you write down all the lists that you do, everything that you do during the day, put it on a piece of paper. And that's just what you do, but also that's not part of the book, but I like to add it. What else I would like to do, but I don't have time to do it, right? I don't I never get to it. So you put down everything that you, you do per day. And then you um, have like, you know, you have four quadrants. The first quadrant is things that you, are, you love to do and you're great at it. And then you put things that you like to do and you're good at it. There's a subtle difference, but th- these are different. I love it and I'm great at it. And then I like it and I'm good at it. And then uh, qu- uh, quadrant number three, you put things that I don't like, but I'm good at it. Maybe because I've done it for so long, I know I'm good, but I don't necessarily enjoy it. And then in the fourth quadrant, you put things I hate and I'm not good at. So there's a couple of mistakes. I mean, okay, but let's, so right after you, of course, after you have the whole list, you put the activities in where they belong, right? I'm great and I love it. I'm good and I like it. I'm good, but I don't like it and I'm bad and I hate it. The mistake that I see most people make is they want to improve in quadrant number four. I am bad at it. I don't like it. This is my weakness. I need to work on my weakness. How, you know, it? It I can't fail. I can't be weak in this. But this is the wrong approach. You should be focusing on what you're great at. If you're great at something and you love doing this, focus on your strength. Become even better. Become the best in the industry. You know, just uh, be be the best, be a beast. Um, And delegate what you don't like and you're not good at. Delegate. Find someone that is good at that and they like it. So these are the first things that you should be delegating to a virtual assistant. And every business has different activities, okay? For some people, it's cold calling. For other people, um, it's mostly cold calling. I hate doing cold calling. I don't like being uh, rejected all day long. Um, You know, it's it's just a lot of reasons. And I've met people that love doing cold calling. So for $4 an hour or $5 an hour, and you should be focusing on the first quadrant activities that you love that you're great at and that can bring you thousands of dollars per hour potentially
0: yeah Um, yeah i have uh i actually just just ordered that book i have not read it yet but i have heard many people say that traction is like a really great kind of business organization and growth type of book so i i'm uh i'm I'm actually happy to see you (laughs) sort of hold that up because I'm like, oh, good. I just got that. Well, like that's next (laughs) on my list. So I I definitely need that as well. And I, I think that's a really great point about, you know, kind of instead of trying to always almost like go against the grain and try to make yourself enjoy or not even make yourself enjoy them, just make yourself do the things you don't enjoy, make yourself try to get better at the things you're not good at. Mm-hmm. If you can, you know, divide those out and say, look, th- this is not a, <laughs> this is nothing I enjoy, nothing I uh, excel at and, and get someone else who can do that. That mm-hmm. That is, you know, that would be, I think, actually hugely freeing to just be like, okay, good. Now you take care of this part. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that that's a really good point. And then, you know, focusing on what it, it just makes It'll make your business better and your life better, I suppose, if, you know, in the sense that you won't be always fighting against those things that you don't that. Yeah. You don't enjoy.
1: And this exercise will reveal a lot of interesting things for you, maybe some things that you didn't pay attention to, for example, um, when if you do this, if your listeners are doing this exercise, pay attention to where are the people management activities? Are they above the line or are they below the line? Um, Because you, and and if you're just like the majority of people, the biggest quadrant is the third one, things you are good at, but you don't enjoy doing them. And one of them could be managing people. I'm good at managing people, but I don't know if that's something that fuels me and that's something that I would like to do every day, right? So if if your people management activities are below the line, maybe you shouldn't be running this organization, hire an integrator who's gonna run the show so that you can focus on, big ideas strategies or something that you really shine in and that's my case i like managing people i'm sorry actually i'm good at managing people but do i like it mm, sometimes i don't know like i think i do sometimes i do sometimes i don't what i know what really really fuels me what really fuels me is big ideas big strategies uh, forward thinking where to from here i could talk about this all day you know and that's something that i like So I hired an integrator in my company. She's a virtual assistant and she's running uh, all the operations and she loves it. And she is phenomenal. She's much better than I I would have ever been. I I would have been a bottleneck in my company if I was stuck managing people and not focusing on where to from here, you know? So when you delegate, don't delegate tasks, delegate problems, delegate outcomes. What would you like to see different? So, delegate that outcome.
0: Yeah, I, it's great points. And it, it's, I think, I feel similarly in the sense that I think, you know, there's probably something to be said for, for, you know, that quadrant. There's probably a lot of people in that third quadrant because despite the fact that maybe you might not particularly enjoy that task or activity, being good at something makes you feel good, right? That's so you're true. like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm accomplishing, it It makes you feel like you're getting something done because you're, you're able to do that. So it doesn't necessarily, and and I think that, you know, it comes down to sort of really being self-aware and and knowing what you're, are you just, are you just doing this because it's something you, you can do, or are you doing it because it really, you know, pushes your business forward, but Mm -hmm. the, that word integrator, the, having an integrator has, I've heard that a lot lately and maybe because it's on my mind. I think, you know, sometimes when you're thinking about things, you start to get, uh, you're just seeing it everywhere. And, and it's, it's definitely something that I feel, I feel really very similar to what you said is that I, I like the idea of having someone be that integrator because I have lots of ideas, right. And Mm -hmm. I can see the vision and I can see this is where, this is where, you know, this needs to go. This is what what the next steps would be. This was what would, would be great for growth. And then, but then I think you, you use the word bottleneck, which I think is perfect. Like, I feel like at some point you can't, you can't really be doing all of those big idea things and also doing all of the rest of it and being the mm-hmm. integrator. It's, it's why, it's why big companies have CEO and COO and CF, you know, it's just, they have all of these different, uh, high level, um, I guess positions, and so. But you're saying you're using VAs as the integrators.
1: Mm-hmm. I am.
0: I love. I love that idea, I, and I would, would yeah. maybe off, maybe <laughs> maybe offline, we'll talk about that. But I, I just I love that idea, and in the it it would be phenomenal to be like these are my ideas. Can you make them happen? Let me know where you need help, kind of thing. Like like that's to me that's like the perfect the perfect type of of you know way to run a company and just have ideas and let everybody else get excited about those ideas and then make them happen would be amazing
1: and she's phenomenal she's loyal she's she's dedicated she brings ideas she's uh, i mean you know it's it's amazing
0: Yeah. yeah i i very much subscribe to the idea of and this is like in not just as in my businesses but like in jobs is like as a veterinarian i really like to teach my techs here are things like teach them as Mm -hmm. much as i can teach them and then empower them to do those things and do them well and i feel like giving them you know sort of ownership of of as much as i possibly can really i i feel like they enjoy it uh Mm -hmm. and i feel like it you know gives gives people more of a sense of purpose than than trying trying to micromanage them and that's that's what I would would like in that, you know, kind of the idea of of VAs as well is just like, hey, here's here's this thing. Like, you you run with it. You make it grow. You be you know you be in charge of that. You know, brand extreme of ownership. Yep.
1: One of our core values. You own it.
0: Yep. You yeah. get it
1: and out. You got it.
0: <laughs> and that's yeah. I think I, I'm I'm so glad that you know we're having this conversation and that people hear it because I do think that. I assume I'm not alone in this, but I, I have, you know, you hear about people using VAs, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about them in, in the way that you were describing it in this. It's almost just like, it gets talked a lot about, you know, here you can have people do these tasks and it's less Mm. money than if you hire, you know, hired someone, but I think, you know, actually having them as, as a true integral part of that, of the business is, is to me is a lot more appealing than just sort of taking advantage of someone that will work for less money. Like I don't.
1: Oh, you you hit the nail on the head here. Absolutely, I always tell everyone that I work with: don't treat your VAs as freelancers. Treat them as your employees. Treat them. I mean, have meetings with them. Uh, One-on-one meetings where you connect personally. Yeah. Ask them about their family. Ask them how how things are going with them. Um, one of the, some of the questions that I ask in our interviews are. Um, where do you think, or in what way am I not allowing you to grow the, uh, or the way you would like to? Or how can I uh, pave the road for you so you can grow faster? What do you want to do? I have a VA who wants to be a lawyer. It's like, okay, well, how do, I, I want to help you get there. I understand you're not going to be working with my company forever. I understand. How can we get you to, you know, to be where you want to be? how can I pave the road for you? I care. I really do care. And I think maybe that's why I have such a loyal and dedicated team.
0: Yeah. No, I think, I think it makes a huge difference. Just, you know, you're, you're, everything you're talking about is sort of, I think the exact right way to hire people, right. It's like you're, 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 you know, you're really narrowing it down. You're being very specific about you want what you want from them. You've, they've got their you know sort of fundamentals, the the vibe um, acronym, that the, all of that you know being described right from the beginning it's going to be hard for someone to fake that, right? Like you're mm-hmm. not gonna you're not gonna go through that whole screening process and get probably get tricked that they have all of those values and things like that. It's just there's too much. But so many people you know they meet someone for ten minutes and they're like, okay, you're hired. We need to fill a spot. So. Uh, And then, and then treating them as if they are, you know, you want growth, you want to pave the road of success for them. All of that, I think is, is just really, really the ideal way to kind of Mm -hmm. look at, you know, employing people. Um, Yeah. So, so cool. Uh, That's
1: how I was treated when I worked, when I had my job here in the States, that's how I was treated before that I had a different mentality. I had a different mindset. I was thinking more, uh, stay in your swim lane, do what you're supposed to be doing, don't come with new ideas. Um, you know, um, your manager knows exactly what they need, so you just do what you're supposed to be doing. And I, the job that I had, I, I was very, very lucky. I don't know how else to say, like, it's, it's um, they showed me, no, like, we appreciate new ideas. You are, uh, you know, you, if you have an idea that's gonna make the business better, we want to hear it right. and now i have the same thing i told my vas is like i hire people to tell me what to do you are experts right you are here for a reason you are the expert and the more you do this the more and more of an expert you will become so you tell me what you need from me and let's discuss it but you know don't be afraid to come up with ideas
0: yeah yeah i, I love that i love that uh well Valentina, let's let's switch gears here and let me ask you the questions that I like to ask each guest. Um, the first one is is based on the name of the show, being "Know Your Why." So, so what's your why? What what drives you? What what kind of uh, you know gets you fired up for the future?
1: Um, I thought about this a lot. I'm not. I th- I think this is my why. I'm still maybe looking for that perfect perfect why, but I know. I remember my childhood. I remember how I grew up. I remember how you know, times when uh, um, we didn't have anything to eat, and I'm not exaggerating, my mom had to go. My mom told me that much later when I was an adult, I had no idea this was going on, but she had to go to my grandmother's village to pick up apples and pears, and then go to the market in the city we lived in and sell them at the market. If she made a sale that day, she would be. She would have enough money to bring uh, to to buy food for us. If she didn't make a sale that day, then she would knock on the neighbors' doors and ask for some bread or ask for some food. And I, you know, I, I think about this story and I'm, I almost want to cry because. And I I respect my parents so much because I never felt that as a child, you know, if you ask me, I had a very, very happy childhood, I, I was never cold, I was never hungry, but I didn't know what happened behind, you know, behind the scenes how much my parents had to fight for that. So, of course, I knew we were struggling financially and I didn't have new clothes or new shoes. I wore one pair of shoes, the same pair of shoes for three years. Uh, I I, I still remember that. So I think my why back then was I can't wait to grow up. I can't wait to be in control of my destiny. And I can't wait to build something out of my life. I hated the fact that I can't be in control. I just hated it, you know? And I really appreciate my parents for encouraging us to continue with our education. My parents could have sent us to do some work, right? Like, I don't know, wash the dishes in a restaurant or, you know, or, or something. And because we were so struggling financially and my parents always said, uh, focus on your education, study, uh, do well, have a better future for yourself. And my dad always said, study English. That's what and study English because that's gonna open a lot of doors for you. Now you know English is not my native language, right? So he's like, if you know English, it's gonna it's an international language. You will have a good future. So I put a lot of effort into building this future that I think I have now. So I do consider myself lucky. But when when I look back at everything that I have done, I I imagine just how much work was put into that. And my why is. This, um, you know, I want to see the results of of all the sacrifices. That's my why. I deserve it. You know, I deserve all the sleepless nights that I had to study. I deserve all the panic attacks. I deserve all the all the financial struggles and everything my parents had to go through. And I want to do it for them as well. I want to retire my parents. I want to thank them for everything. And but I think ultimately my goal is. Um, I want to know that this was that this is worth it. I want to see the result.
0: Well, <laughs> for someone who started that out with, I'm not sure what my why is, it sounds like a pretty strong and passionate <laughs> why. so so that was uh, that's great and, and uh, yeah, I, I think those those sacrifices that parents make for us and that you know we try to make for our kids too, but that stuff that, being a kid and, 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 you know, not having everything handed to you, but, but not feeling, not feeling that struggle because your parents are, are sort of taking that on themselves, I think is, is huge. And I, I, have a, a similar sentiment with my mom. So I, I totally get that feeling. And, and I always, I always think like, you know, if I talk to some, yeah, we didn't have money. There's like I tell little anecdotal stories about, you know, Stuff that happens when you don't have money, and like people that didn't experience that will, you know, sort of feel bad for you. And I'm like, I don't, I never, I never felt like there wasn't love. Mm -hmm. I never felt that. I never felt like I wasn't happy to be like. I didn't. It. I didn't feel it. Right. I didn't feel that struggle. It's like, sure, maybe it was different, and maybe as I got a little bit older, I was. I was probably reluctant to bring friends over the house and stuff like that, but like, oh yeah, I did. It, it's not, but it—that's not a thing that I have any—I uh, don't know—any ill will towards my. Like, I, I just—I never felt unloved, which is, I think, like mm-hmm. that's what matters. I, I know that mm-hmm. she did what she could do for us, so I—I totally share the sentiment of you know, kind of wanting to, wanting it to be worth it and, and, and see how, you know, see how that, how that can go, how you can, you know, kind of change, rewrite the story, I guess, is, is, pretty yeah. cool. uh, I, I really like that. Um, so second question, what is something about you that uh, maybe people don't know, uh, you know, it's not common knowledge, a special skill, a hobby, something that you, mm. that you really enjoy? Um, again, no wrong answers to any of these questions.
1: Interesting. Maybe the fact that I speak four languages <laughs> could be. It um,
0: doesn't actually I'm surprise not... me. I, I feel like m- most people outside of America have a lot of language experience and, you know, speak speak multiple languages well, and, and then here we don't. We just... Oh, that's
1: not true. I met people here that speak, you know... Uh, yeah, I, I well, yeah, yeah. So I met people that speak three languages, four languages fluently, much better than me. So <laughs> well,
0: that's good. I, I I sometimes feel like we as Americans sort of act a little bit entitled about the language thing because because English is the international language, and mm-hmm. it's like we expect everybody to speak it. We don't expect to, us ourselves sometimes to know other languages. So uh, I think I think it's really impressive when people have you know multiple multiple languages. I do not, and I feel. I feel badly about that. Um, when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what uh, what would be the best way?
1: Um, I would love to speak with uh, people and see how I can help uh, help them grow. Uh, the best way is probably go to the website HireTrainVA.com, Just like you, when you hire a person, um, you know, H I R E, not H G are E-R. so hire, uh, hire trainva.com, uh, book a call with me and um let's chat you know i don't I, I just i like to connect with people if i can help i'd be happy to if not i will guide you maybe to something that might work better for for you at at this particular stage so awesome yeah awesome.
0: um and we'll we'll put the put that in the show notes too but um final question for you valentina what What is a piece of advice you would give to someone who is trying to, you know, they're in the beginning stages of their business, whether that's real estate or some other business, but just, you know, kind of how would you help them, you know, kind of, kind of, I guess, move forward, take that leap.
1: You just said it. You just said exactly what I wanted to say. Take the leap. Don't overthink it. Just start, just do it. It's better to have a diamond in the rough than a perfectly polished pebble. You know, so it's, it's, you will get there. Just don't, don't overthink it. You learn so much more from experience. You learn so much more from on the go. Don't be the person that has to feel like you have to accumulate a lot of knowledge and then start something. Unless of course you're a pilot or a doctor, but that goes without saying, but, (laughs) but, you know, but for the most, uh, in most cases, um, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to learn. Uh, Yeah, just do it. Honestly, just do it.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, just just taking some action uh, yeah. is is really gonna... It, you can't start without taking some action, so you might as well just kind of get it out there. I like that. It's better to be a diamond in the rough than a, a perfectly polished pebble. Um, very yeah.
1: cool. And I always say that you can never steer a, a ship that stays, stays still. You know, to steer the ship, you gotta move. So yeah, that's that's it. I'm, and I, I wish I I had this mentality sooner. I wish I wish I knew about this before and applied this before and wouldn't let the limiting beliefs in my head stop me. Because we always worry about what if I'm not good enough. What if people will think? But people have their own worries. They don't really care about your failures you No, know, not just grow out of this become better tell one day you'll become a funny story how you learn things i have so many stories how i learned things in the real estate um you know i mean with the company that i worked with because i had no experience but that's that's what got me where i am now that's why people came to me is like because i learned from them and i grew from them
0: yeah absolutely yeah absolutely really great advice and um thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and uh, i think the 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 service that you offer is is phenomenal people should myself included should be <laughs> definitely take advantage uh, i i think it'll be really it's really great for you business growth and all of that. So thank you so I much. I just want
1: to say one more thing. I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt, tasty. but I'm not, I haven't done this in any of the podcasts before, but I want to do this for your listeners. If anyone uh, wants to hire a virtual assistant, I would love to give them a, a code, a discount. So if uh, if you can write this down, or if, if those who are listening, just yeah. if and you we'll put, put a the code... Notes too. P, yeah, P O D ten like podcast. P O D ten, uh, just you know, or ask me or tell me, hey, um, I saw you on this podcast, and I I, I really want to buy a VA. So, and I'll re- I'll remind you, like, hey, you have a you can have ten percent off. So P O D ten it gets you ten percent off to any of the services.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much. That's very very generous. Um, it's great, and we'll put that we'll put that in the show notes too, so people have it. But yeah. Again, th- thank you, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's great talking to you again, and and I think just, I mean, so much, so much important uh, pieces of information and, and value for for people listening. So thank you very much, Valentina. Thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks. All right. Well, we will go ahead and sign off.